Christ is risen. Just a note, uh, you know, for the Prokemenon, the psalm before the epistle, we should stand for that and then sit at the epistle. So we'll kind of work on that a little bit. Uh, the epistle today, um, Peter heals a man eight years, a paralytic, and raises Tabitha from the dead. On this fourth Sunday, uh, after Pascha, we celebrate the healing of the paralytic. 38 years a paralytic. It's the third sign in, Gospels, uh, in John's Gospel uh, where we see Christ's miraculous powers. The wedding of Cana, the healing of the nobleman's son just by a word, and then this now, the healing of the paralytic. But we hear also from St. John saying, the things that Jesus did, the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. So we just get a little smidgen, just a tiny bit of the many great things Christ has done. So let's take a look at the account and see a couple of uh, things that we may be able to focus on. The pool of Bethesda, the crowd was sick, the angels stirred the water and the healing healing the one that goes in after the stirring of the water. Important, some ideas here, I think. One is that Jesus comes to the sick. He comes to them. You know, I remember uh, Father John Stephen. Uh, I was able to see him in the hospital, uh, and God visited him. It was a beautiful moment, you know. Uh, you know, sometimes you need to go to to encourage those that are suffering. They encourage you. It's like, I'm feeling so good, Father Nicholas. Christ is with me. My heart is full of joy and love. Uh, a visitation. He got a visitation. Being sick, God came to visit him. This is our Lord. He comes to us in difficult times, in the most stressful, difficult times of illness or whatever it might be. God comes to us. This is our Lord. This is what Jesus does. Sometimes we get caught up in our stuff and we look at our stuff, but we don't see Christ coming to us. So my encouragement is when we are in these conditions, pay attention. God is coming to you. He wants to come to you. And then uh, the one that goes into the pool is healed. Beloved, we've all been in the pool. We've been in the pool. We've been baptized. You know what happens at baptism? You know, we take this for granted sometimes. Looking at the service itself, here are the things that the Lord gives us at baptism. These gifts, redemption, sanctification, cleansing of all defilement of flesh and spirit, forgiveness, illumination, regeneration, renewal, the garment of incorruption, and the fountain of life. You've been in the pool. You've received these gifts. But as Father Lazarus Moore would say, they're not just gifts, they're goals. They're things we strive toward too. We, we, we are called, all of us, to become Christ's in this life, to become Christ. And so we strive for these things, these gifts God's given to us, 
He says, now, now live into them. Live into this. Live into the renewal. Relive into the, illum- relive into the illumination. Relive, live into the fountain of life. This is how life should be for us, a continual growth. So God help us. And then 38 years paralyzed. You know, the saints say that this, this man, in his response to Christ, he wasn't angry. He was gentle. He had a gentle heart. And that we see in the paralytic hope, patience, long-suffering, faith, and this gentle spirit. How can this be? 38 years? You know, uh, the elder Ephraim, the Athenite, says this. It's very beautiful. I remember reading and it's kind of always encouraged me. He says, when we petition God and we get no results, or the results, not the results we're looking for, we ask God, Lord, help this, this, this. The paralytic, heal me, heal me, heal me, nothing. It says, when we do this with faith, God sanctifies your heart. When you pray with faith over and over and over again, and maybe you don't get the answer, your heart is being sanctified. That's what happened to the paralytic. He had a sanctified heart. He still had faith. He still had patience. He still had hope. Don't ever, ever feel like God is not listening. Never feel that way. Even when we pray and things aren't answered, our heart is being sanctified. This is a powerful lesson for us. And then these words, which are always kind of a question mark, 38 years of paralytic, and the Lord asks of this question, do you want to be healed? I remember Father Hopko said, when he was commenting on this, he says, the Lord says, do you want to be healed? And the paralytic says, no, I'm here just to get a suntan. <laughs> you could hear him say that. This, but this is a serious question. It's an incredibly serious question. Because if he heals him, he's going to have to take responsibility now for his life. No more lying around. No more lying around and being taken care of. Get to get up and be responsible. Are you ready to do this? Do you want this? You know, so for us, when we say these things, we get sometimes in our condition, I know I fall to this, we fall in love with self-pity. Do you want to stop feeling sorry for yourself? We, get, we fall in love with complaining. Do you want to stop complaining? No more complaining. I'm going to heal you. No more complaining. See, these things are important to us because we can fall to resentment and bitterness and that becomes our food. And God is saying, are you willing to give that up now? Give all that up now, I will heal you. But you have to be willing to give that up. So it's a very serious question for us. So when we come to God and want things from God, even good things from God, there's going to be a change that he is going to ask of us. So it's a very important question. 
Then he has these very sad words. He says, I have no one to put me in. You know, the paralytic in Matthew had four friends that brought him. He has no one to bring him. It's really a tragic thing. You know, it's interesting. I I, I have great joy when I hear of people just taking care of each other here and taking care of the community. A word here, I visited this person, this person got visited, I got a, 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 bo, a, ba, a soup got taken to this person, we had this happen, this visitation. Beloved, I would encourage you and myself to always pay attention to those around us that may need a little encouragement. We hear these words from uh, our Lord And from St. Paul, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those that weep. Right, Mia? Amen. Important that we understand and look around. God gives us people in our life that we are called to not just pray for, but maybe visit and touch and take care of. So God help us in this. And then he says, rise, take your pallet and walk. And he does this on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees, blinded by envy and jealousy and the good fortune of others, condemn him. But, beloved, good works have no restrictions. No restrictions. I had a beautiful time. Joe Wallerstadt worked with me for a while, uh, did some assistance with us in the church. And I, I remember I had, she worked with uh, folks on the streets and people that needed a lot of extra care. And um, we'd had like a four o'clock meeting, like every week, you know, four o'clock at a certain time. And I'd say 80% of the time she'd call me, Father, I can't meet today. I've got to take this person down. They need glasses. I need to take them to get glasses. I need to go do this for this person. Well, I have a social security card that needs to be renewed. I need to go down and do it with this person. Good works have no restrictions. What was I going to say? No, come and meet with me. No way. No. Good works have no restrictions. When they're there, you do them. So I think it's important. The Lord gives us a great example here. A man needed to be healed. He heals him. A person needs to be visited. You visit them. Person needs a pat on the back, you pat them on the back. No restrictions for good works. And then after he's healed, he goes to the temple. Comes to thank God. You know, I remember we had a, uh, a person here after one of the services, he had a, an illness. And um, after the service, he went and kissed the feet of every one of those icons. St. Gabriel, St. John, our Lord, the Mother, St. Athanasius, and St. Michael. Where do you go when you have a need? Where do you go when you have a thanksgiving? To, To the temple, to thank God. It's important. How important it is to come here. It it opens a the church opens a window into heaven for you. A place you go where where God is and the saints and the mother of God and all the angels are here. We need to take advantage of this. 
As a good priest friend of mine said, it's the only place where life makes sense. Then he says, see you may be made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing comes upon you. You know, it's not always the case that sin results in a physical ailment, but at times it does. And so it's really more an example of what sin actually does to us. It wounds us. It wounds us internally every time. It may result eventually in some kind of physical ailment, but it does wound us internally. And so we have to pay very close attention to, um, to living correctly, living sinlessly. Why? Because our sins, and you know this, you feel when you do something contrary to the commandments of God, it wounds you. You feel the wound, and it takes time to heal that wound. So I think it's really important that we kind of get this really important uh, understanding that sin just doesn't go away because God says, I forgive you. He does forgive you, and that's very important to know. But those things can be, they, they they have an internal effect on us. And we need to understand that that internalness needs to be healed through confession, through the work that God gives to us to do. So what's our response today to this? If you see someone who is hurting and needs attention, pray for them, visit them, comfort them. Don't let anybody say, no one has, no, I have no one to put me in. No one should say that. And for our own paralysis, by pride, envy, gluttony, anger, any, uh, the extreme of bodily appetites, whatever it might be. What's paralyzing us? Lord, we beg you to show us this. What is it in me that's paralyzing me? Show me. That I may renounce it and repent of it and confess it and be forgiven. I don't want to walk around limping, spiritually limping, because I have something that is in me that I have not confessed, that I have not seen, that I'm not begging God to rid me of. And pray that God will give you strength to do better. So keep fighting the good fight, beloved, with the shield of faith, the breastplate of love, and the hope of salvation. Christ is risen.